Pod Rev Day. <laughs> and we are live. Welcome to the to the podcast review day podcast. I still have to think, am I giving out episode numbers? Or do I have a theme? No. Let's just keep this simple. The hashtag pod rev day podcast my name is stephanie and i am the founder or instigator or what have you of pod rev day and i'm so excited to have alma with me here today alma can you introduce yourself i sure can hi everybody thank you steph so much for having me my name is alma marfo and i love talking about podcasts i love listening to podcasts i love recommending podcasts to people so this is right where i should be happy to be awesome. here awesome Yay, we're so happy to have you. I'm coming to y'all from Tirana, Albania, which is the capital in the country that nobody knows, right next to Italy, just north of Greece. Amma, you don't have to be that specific or descriptive, but where generally are you right now? I am in Boston, Massachusetts, which Yay. most people have some semblance of understanding mm -hmm. of uh, because of sports. It's not why I'm here, but they do that here. Gotcha. Lovely city. Love it. All right. So let's dig into podcasts. So how long have you been listening to podcasts? I think about five years. It's been so hard to tell because now mm -hmm. I just don't really remember a version of life where that wasn't what I was doing or finding time to sneak in one or figuring Ooh. out if I like one or finding one for someone who asked. So it's just, it feels like it's been there the whole time. But if I had to try to measure, I'd say probably about five years. Right, right, right. Well, you brought up an interesting point already. Where, like, what do you do? A lot of people multitask when they listen to podcasts. What do you do when you sneak those podcasts in? Uh, I am a shower podcast listener, which is apparently <gasps> less common than I thought it was. How do you do that without that? Like, I can't hear it when I put the, well, I use my phone. So how yeah. do you maneuver that? So I have, we have like a shelf in the bathroom that has like a ramekin, just like a regular one that you would use for creme brulee, just on top of it. So I put my phone in there and it makes it louder. So like usually I'll use like a bowl or a ramekin. So like if I'm in the kitchen, I'll do that. And then it just kind of magnifies the sound a little bit. So I do I that in the shower. Ramekin? Yep. What is just, a ramekin? Just outside of the shower. It's like um if you've ever had like creme brulee or like a baked pudding. They make uh -huh. them in those. So it's like a really small oh, bowl. Oh, yeah. I have seen those. I think I think of like pudding or something like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So you put your phone in that. Mm -hmm. And it just makes and it then, louder. And you put that, your, your phone and the ramekin in the shower with you. It's on a shelf just outside the shower. Oh, my gosh. This is the coolest tip ever. I do this in the kitchen, too. So like if I'm cleaning or if I'm cooking or like doing dishes or something, yeah. I'll just find a bowl, stick it in there, and then I can move around and it's loud enough for me to hear it. I love that. I love that because I can do music because I can recognize it and I can hear it faintly without driving everybody crazy, without it being too loud. But voices have been harder. So I'm mm -hmm. definitely going to try this trip, this tip. That's amazing. Would okay. recommend. So when you shower, any other time? <laughs> um, I mean... A lot of times when I'm on walks or just uh, en route, mm -hmm. because it's Boston, I don't have a car. I use public transit. So a lot of times when mm -hmm. I'm walking to the bus or the train or while I'm on the bus or the train. So mm -hmm. it's a good way to kind of get me through the day as other things are kind of going on. Yep, for sure. For sure. And last technical question, technical, a strategical question, what have you. Uh, what apps, app or apps do you use to listen? So I use Pod Hero mm -hmm. and I work at Pod Hero. So that works ah. great. It is. <laughs> Best case scenario for everybody involved. Okay. So do you want to 
talk about any of that or should we speed past and go to the podcast? <laughs> I'll do real quick version of it. Sure. So Pod Hero is a player that I work with, have worked with for a couple years now and use because it's what I call socially powered podcast recommendations. So mm-hmm. rather than using an algorithm, it kind of takes advantage of a friend network and other things that your friends are listening to. Mm-hmm. So I can see something that like my friend Curtis, for example, because he and I tend to align really closely, something he's listened to, he'll write his recommendation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I should go listen to that. Right, and right. more often than not, he's right. And I love it because it kind of works the same mm-hmm. way we work in community with one another is right. a lot of I find a lot of podcasts and someone says, I think you'd like that. And a lot mm-hmm. of my friends pipe find podcasts because I'll tell them I think you'd like it and it's mm-hmm. a place that does that oh okay so do, can you just see the podcast they're listening to or do can people write reviews and do different comments and things on episodes both and so there is a friend activity piece where you can see what people have listened to if they have a recommendation in there you can see it mm-hmm. as well um, but it's a good sense <laughs> of I really like to use it because there's I'll listen to podcasts with my sister Mm-hmm. And sometimes she's not always caught up. So instead of bugging her to catch up, I can just watch to see what she's gotten to the end and say, okay, yeah. I know you're done. Now let's talk about it. So it's a nice <laughs> way to not, and that makes it sound horribly surveillance And it isn't, I really only do yeah. it to her, but it's nice to see what friends with whom I have similar interests, yeah. they found something new and I might like it. I can try it out without having to like figure out, did they Instagram DM me that? Did they text yep. me that? Did we talk about it? Where did they tell me about it? Here it's just yeah. all in one place. Yeah, it sounds like what the what the Goodreads app has turned into for books. Like they've really improved the social part of that. So I can I can see what my friends are reading, what they want to read, and we keep like going back and forth without actually talking about it. We're just kind of reading the same stuff, and then we'll talk about it after. It is. It's a similar, it. so, yeah, it's similar mechanism. Yeah, really similar. Oh, that's great. Okay, I gotta check that out. So, oh, and can you share the reviews that you do off of Pod Hero, or do they stay on there? You can share them to Facebook or Twitter if you have those uh, accounts connected to your player. I'm going to have to include that in my thing because apparently Stitcher took out their ability to write reviews. Did they really? Yeah, because I'm trying to keep a list of where everybody, where people can write them for PodWeb Day so I can suggest apps because a lot of people come in and just go, I want to get into this podcast thing. Where do I do it? Where, Where can I write the reviews? But it keeps switching on me. Um, But yeah, the last, um, the last gentleman, why am I getting so formal? <laughs> the last guest we had on, he was talking about when he he was using the Stitcher app until the ability to review went away and he contacted them and they said, oh, did it, is it no longer there? <laughs> they didn't know? They said they redid the website. They didn't realize that part was gone or something. Oh, I don't know. No. I don't know. It, it It's like, you know, three people later kind of story. So I don't want to say that that's completely fact, but apparently it's now gone. So I can't say Stitcher anymore. I'm tangenting. Let's get to podcasts. Let's get to podcasts. (laughs) So if I were to ask you like your three favorite podcasts, which is a super hard task to narrow it down to, but you are up to this challenge, what would the first one be? So the first one I want to highlight is The Alarmist. It Mm -hmm. is a podcast on the Erios network where comedians take a historical event and by historical event, they take it a little bit broadly and I'll talk about why in a moment, but they basically will come up with, if we had to decide whose fault this tragedy was, who can we assign it to? So they talk mm-hmm. through all the possible options for it. Some of them are the people involved. Some of them are larger social issues. And then by the end, they try to come down to a verdict. 
Sometimes they'll bring in an expert on that topic to talk about if they think the verdict is correct or not. Mm -hmm. But it's a fun way to kind of go through history, um, talking about the way things impacted people. And then every now and again, they'll do silly ones or fun ones. So one of my very favorites was they did Who is to Blame for the Events in Jaws? And <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins was the guest on that. I actually yeah. now want Paul F. Tompkins to break down all of my favorite movies because he is <gasps> fantastic at it. He had so much fun. Um, but it's that sort of thing. So sometimes it's the sinking of the Titanic or the assassination of Lincoln. Sometimes it's the breakup of the Beatles. Or uh, a couple weeks ago, they did Who Was to Blame for the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. So sometimes it's things that are very recent. And it's just a fun way to break down some of the issues of it. I really want to ask you who is to blame for Jaws, but I don't want to ruin the episode. No, you have to go in and listen to it. It's one of my <gasps> favorite ones. You know, that was that Jones Beach, which is apparent, I think the inspiration for Jaws was actually my first beach as a kid. Oh, was it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I was. It's funny because it was, I think I every other beach would just seem gentle. So I've never really had a fear of sharks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm like, if you, yeah. If you have the hardest difficulty from the beginning, everything else is exactly. Easy. I'm like, you see a fin and you pedal or whatever, swim really fast. Somebody tells you to get out of the water, you just get out. Like it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, it's the instructions are so. And I grew up in Florida, so we were at the beach all the time. Same mm -hmm. thing. Like just if you need to get out of the water, get out of the water. It's you not hard. Yeah. Just don't be brave. The they yeah. have very sharp teeth. Just and don't just listen to the away. mayor. He wasn't right. Yeah. Don't listen to yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay, and what would you say the second one would be? So, in a manner that is not really related, uh, I spent a lot of time finding money podcasts. So, things that would help me learn more about how to manage my mm -hmm. money, figure out how I want it to fit in my life. And one of my very favorites has been Marketplaces. This is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because it's less about the mechanics of money in terms of how it all works and where you should invest it and all those other things, and more about how money fits into our lives. So mm -hmm. they've done episodes on things like rent relief during the pandemic, about mm -hmm. the cost of beauty standards for women, um, money oh. within the context of relationships. So it's really mm -hmm. about not what to do with money, but what does it look like to see money have impact on our daily lives. It's conversational, mm -hmm. it's story driven, and it's just, I've learned so much from listening to it in that context. That sounds really good. It, it partially reminds me of the YouTube channel, The Financial Diet. Mm, um, yes. Yeah, a little bit. Although the, they also have a podcast, I think it's Financial Confessions, but it's not quite as good as the YouTube channel, but it's very practical advice on, on daily life finances that we don't generally learn about anywhere else. Yeah. As I spent the last couple of years spending time trying to figure out how best to manage mm -hmm. it, so much of it was really just coming back to that question of why don't we learn this anytime sooner? Right. Like, I'm in my mid thirties. It should not have taken this long. Yeah. Yeah. I've taken full on accounting class. Granted, I was partially a business major, like half business, half engineering major at college. So I took a fair bit of accounting classes, but never personal finance. Yeah. And yeah, definitely like I not can manage a business finance. Yeah. A business's finances far better yeah. than I could manage my own. And then yeah. once I started working for myself, those <laughs> became one and the same. So I had to figure some things out. Right. And you'd think if you know the business one, you could do the personal one, but there's a lot of justifications you can do with your own finances that you wouldn't do necessarily with right. the business. So right. yeah. Yeah. I'm glad these these podcasts exist. All right. And how about the third one? 
So going back to things that are a little bit more silly, the third one I want to <laughs> highlight is My Mama Told Me. Uh-huh. And it is a, po- a podcast about Black conspiracy theories. So within the larger context of conspiracy theories, there are many that run very specifically within the Black community. So mm-hmm. this is Black comedians talking about ones that were present in their life, how they manifested themselves, why they think they might have come about. And then the second half, the host will go yeah. back and say, well, here's the research on this topic and how we think it might have been able to take hold. Sometimes it's based in truth. Sometimes it's based in things that are more superstition based or in religion. So it's just fun to kind of hear people break down some things that have covered their lives growing up. Um, So they've talked about ones like why McDonald's is so common in the black community. And some of that was grounded in truths about how franchises were uh, Mm -hmm. distributed. Um, Ones about how like in silly situations where black people are laughing together, they'll kind of like run or scatter and what that was based in. And some of that was based in traditions and slavery and trying to keep from getting caught. And how many of these things are based in truth or based in history and some of them yeah. just being things that are part of an experience that's unique to black people. So it's right. it's been fun to listen to and hear comedians that you might know in other contexts talk about different parts of their lives. That's really interesting. So you're, you're making me wonder though, what the difference between like a conspiracy theory and an urban legend would be. Hmm. Right. Cause some of the, not necessarily the examples you just said, but I, when you started to describe it, I was thinking, Oh, like urban legend. No, no, no. They sound a little bit different, but there is you an know, overlap, isn't there? I suppose there might be urban legend to me has always felt like it always felt like it originated from one person. Right. So ah, my okay. cousin or yeah. my bus driver's, kid or like it always (laughs) it always came from like well this happened to this person whereas conspiracy theories are more like no this is real out in the world Mm -hmm. so like urban legends kind of feel like they were passed down from like a point of origin whereas conspiracy theories it's like no this is just out in there like it's the Mm -hmm. way things work it's a little bit more endemic to the full experience i guess yeah yeah and are they do they come to the conclusion that most of the conspiracy theories were actually true things that happened it depends sometimes they'll come to it where here's where we think it came from and then Mm -hmm. some of it it's like we'll never really know and then some of it is Mm -hmm. no this isn't true at all but somebody said it at some point oh okay so it's all over the map as far as Mm -hmm. the truthfulness of it still that's really interesting that i like that kind of going back and rethinking what our collective conscious consciousness is is kind of what we think about to be redundant. <laughs> it's good to go back and reflect and say, okay, do we want to think this going forward? Does this, is this true? Does this do us any good? Uh, all that kind of stuff. That's very reflect reflectory. That's not a word. <laughs> I want that to be a word. It's very reflection ish. <laughs> I mean, reflectory. It sounds great. You've already used it. Let's just call it a word. I, I want I make up words all the time, so it wouldn't be the only one. Perfect. So does my yeah. dad when we play Scrabble. So Yeah. I, I get away with it less during Scrabble because, you know, there's people there and they stop me. But in podcast land, it, it seems to be easier to get away with. <laughs> I think so. I yeah. think so. <laughs> all right. So those are the three main ones that we're gonna dig into. And wait, oh wait, wait, wait. On the third one, the my mama, my mama told me. That's kind of hard to say. My mama told me. <laughs> Is there a favorite one of that one that you have? Oh goodness. The one about black laughter and scattering, I thought was really interesting because yeah. it's grounded in 
really the fact it they talked a lot about how slavery was portrayed mm-hmm. and when it was useful to talk about it as an experience that was really difficult and then when it was useful to talk about when it was lighter or maybe it wasn't that bad and there were times in history when each portrayal was instructive or was helpful for one reason or another but then also being able to turn around how the host and the guest talked about it so the host is langston kerman he's a writer and producer the michelle buteau is a comedian who is in so many things just uh had a special hosts the circle on netflix and the two of them talking about it together about how black laughter was treated in their families and how mm-hmm. dissecting this um dissecting this conspiracy theory kind of helped them have a new facet of how they thought about black joy and how it's expressed yeah. and how it fits within the larger experience it was just nice to get to think about those things yeah and and part of me has a bit of a heavy heart right now because it sounds like the black laughed like black people laughing together and then having to scatter yes. was a thing and that there's a certain sadness in that because yeah. that kind of joy shouldn't be something that you'd have to run away and not be caught doing. Yeah. And they talked a little bit about that and yeah. it's so interesting to see like how present that instinct is. And they talked mm-hmm. about it like e- even on a molecular level, like, mm-hmm. is it just something you feel like you're supposed to do because generations of us have had to do yeah. it? Like yeah. one of my favorite uh, images of the Oscar red carpet a couple weeks ago was Daniel Kaluuya and Leslie Odom Jr. who were both nominated and you see them do it. Like they're talking, they crack each other up and then they both mm-hmm. run. And I was yeah. like, it's still in us. Like wow. that was three weeks ago. And yeah. It is. It's just, it's instinctual. And they're just, you can tell that they're enjoying themselves so much. And that's just part of that expression of joy is you can't stay in one place when it hits you. You have to move around. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's pretty deep, but it's a comedy podcast. So they're going through it and dissecting it and working through it, but it, but there's a lightheartedness to it as well. Yeah, like there's a lot okay. of joking around in the process of it. And they yeah. even talk about how that's a sign of like respect or effectiveness when you're doing mm-hmm. comedy in rooms with black audiences. Like someone if someone gets up out of their chair mm-hmm. and is like can't sit still on Showtime at the Apollo or Def Jam like years ago, you would see people running mm-hmm. in the aisles and that meant you were doing your job. So it's there are like really joyous pieces of it as well. Mm-hmm. So they were able to kind of each bring each other to the side where they could see both pieces of that right, as, right, a, right. as an action. That is powerful. Holy cow. Okay. That's amazing. All right. So we have three amazing podcasts already. And I think Mm -hmm. for this playlist, I'm going to do specific episodes because people always struggle. Like, where do I start? Where do I start? So I'm going to do specific, those three episodes. And then there's a few, like four more, I think, podcasts that you wanted to quickly mention as well, right? Yes. Okay. So let's see. In what order do I want to do these? Okay. So (laughs) what? There are a couple that are defunct, but you can still listen to in their entirety, and they are fantastic. Uh, So one is That Black Ass Show, which (laughs) is a comedian named Dulce Sloan who talks about Black television. So shows that had predominantly Black casts, and each week she'll bring on a comedian who picked one that they really enjoyed, or maybe one that they had a part in creating, talk about how it came to be. Uh, some history behind that show over the course of its run and why it's had an impact on that person as well as the Black community. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my very favorite episodes was uh, Dulce got to talk with Thea Vidal, who had one season of a show um, of her own back in that uh, boom when 
a lot of comedians were given their own sitcom. She had one season. So they talked about how it got to be created, what the experience was recording it, why it got canceled, Mm -hmm. the obligatory, if you were to reboot it, what would it sound like? And it was just nice to hear Thea get to talk about it because the show did disappear so quickly. There never really was a great sense of why that was. So she got to talk about that. Oh, good. Uh, Yeah. So it was it was a really nice surprise to see among like other shows we know a little bit better or had run longer. That was always one that I was curious about. So I'm glad they got to address it. Wow. 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 Okay. And number two. Uh, Secret Lives of Black Women, uh, also a defunct podcast. Um, This is two women who really talk to other black women about kind of the experience of doing the work that they were doing. So some of it is actresses and comedians. There were fashion designers. There were activists. And all of it was really talking about how being a Black woman was central to the work that they were doing. And Mm -hmm. I believe it went for three seasons. So there's Mm -hmm. three seasons of it. It's all still available. And it is just a fantastic listen. Yeah. I didn't realize that was over. When did it finish? Oh, gosh. About a year ago, maybe? Was it? Oh, man. I'm I'm so late to some podcasts sometimes. (laughs) And that's the thing about form is it's so hard to know, like... Seasons don't always run on a specific schedule the way TV does. And like there isn't necessarily a regimented release Mm -hmm. schedule. So things fade in and come back. So yeah, that was one that I came to fairly early. And then I think I just got to the last episode later and was like, I didn't realize I was the last one. The same thing happened with that Black Ass show was um, they got, (laughs) like I saw an episode come out and then I didn't see one for a couple weeks. Didn't know that that was the last episode until I went back and listened to it. Yeah. Oh, and then for me, I when I get to that point and I don't realize it's the last one, I'm like, I would have gone a little slower. Yeah. I known. <laughs> I have no way of, <laughs> pacing. I have no way of knowing I needed to pace myself. And now <laughs> I've blown all of it. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't usually go. I mean, there's a few meditation ones that I'm now starting to go back and re listen to the same episodes, but usually I don't like to go back, even if I like fell asleep or there was a loud moment when I was walking outside. I don't generally go back and listen to episodes. So, now, yeah, do you have any favorites that you do go back to? Cause I have a few, but are there any where you're like, if there was one I was going to go back and re listen, this would be. Yeah. One. Well, lately, <laughs> yay, COVID, I've been going back to um, Tara Brock who does like a Buddhist meditationist-ish mm-hmm. is kind of a thing, but with like super practical bits and really, really funny stories that go with it that you do not expect oh. from a Buddhist meditation. But yeah, it's really bizarre. She's incredibly human, but very serene and really just really normal. It's just, okay. just, yeah, I don't know. It's just really good. And she has a few on anxiety that I keep listening to, which sounds really unnerving, but they're really good because she keeps bringing in the um like how all of us are experiencing certain things during the pandemic and mm-hmm. how normal it is and and the different stages of it and for me dice I love science and and anything that kind of goes behind and shows you the um how things work whether it's our brain or an insect or a machine I love the mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff and so she kind of just goes through the different ways that we think about things or the different emotions that we go through and different steps to do it. And then part of an episode will be like an explanation and then a meditation and it's all together. And it's just really peaceful. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so I've been going back and listening to those. Um, And she has a lot of different topics. It's not all on anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, but that's, that's it. I think I don't really go back to many because I listen to a lot of interview podcasts and I don't Mm. generally go back and listen to them unless I forget the name of a book or something they mentioned and their show notes are terrible Mm -hmm. and then then you're like well let's go back through it yeah yeah but generally speaking if I like 
someone who's in a podcast episode, I'll probably go listen to other episodes that, that they're yeah. in instead of the same ones. Yeah. Yeah. I've but there's so much that. to get through. There's so, yeah, as I'm sure you know, there's so many episodes and so many podcasts to listen to. Yeah. It, it has to stand out in a really big way for me to go back yeah. and listen to it. Or, and again, in line with kind of like the social piece of it, like if I'm like, you have to listen to this, mm -hmm. I'll be in the car with somebody and then revisit one because I want them to hear it. That's a good point. I have done that a few times with my husband where he wouldn't necessarily go and listen to it by himself. But I'm like, well, let's listen to it together. Yeah, like push, we're push. Doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I have done that a couple of times. <laughs> oh, we've still got two more to do. Oh, What's goodness. your third one on this, this extra list? So my third one on this list is this had Oscar buzz. So I was a film studies minor in college. So I love movies, always have. And I came across this one, just the premise to me was interesting. So when we talk about like the larger Oscar conversation and who gets nominated for films, there's always something that gets really good buzz during the pre-nomination season. And then mm -hmm. Oscar morning, nothing comes out for them. So this podcast is dedicated to those movies. They'll pick one where... They thought it was going to get more awards buzz. It doesn't. They talk about what it's about, what they liked and didn't like about it, and then maybe why that buzz might have broken down between the movie's release mm -hmm. and um, when nominations come out. Sometimes it's because it wasn't as good as it was expected. Sometimes it's because in a strong year, other things overshadowed it. So they talk a lot about like the mechanics of the process and the marketing experience and <clears throat> excuse me, and trends in the um, in the larger industry overall but it's just yeah. so fun to like find movies that you're like I did really enjoy that why didn't it get Oscars or yeah. sometimes it's like of course this was like was this even in the Oscar conversation I can't even imagine it being um, yeah. so it's it's nice to be able to go back and revisit those things that's very very cool all right da -da 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 -da. final one final one <laughs> uh the walk-in with El Simone Scott so this is one that was good enough to not just kind of recommend to people or review it to make sure other people saw it, but I sent fan mail about this one. So Wow. Yes. And I, I'm a kind of person that loves sending emails and letters, especially if I really like something that somebody's yeah. doing. And yeah. this is one from America's Test Kitchen, and it is one of their chefs, El Simone Scott, who talks to other um, – marginalized people within the food community. So black and brown chefs, uh, LBG, LGBTQ chefs, talks mm -hmm. about their experience in the food industry. So what's gone well for them, where they've had a really difficult time, what kinds of advice they can give to listeners. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really interesting look at an industry that I have no real part in, but yeah. tend to benefit from and always really enjoy mm -hmm. following. And yeah. Elle's a lovely person. She's a great interviewer. And she yeah. happens to also live in Boston. So at some point, I think I just sent her a message on Instagram and was like, I love this. And I think we should be friends. And now we <laughs> talk every now and again. And she's lovely. But yeah, it's just it's one of those things that was so good that I like it moved me to say, I have to reach out to the person that makes this. And that's yeah. a really rare experience. And we should do it more. We should. Oh my gosh. I, I This is going to seem so contrived, but seriously, this is exactly what Pod Rev Day is all about. <laughs> we did not plan this, folks. This is just the power <laughs> of podcasting. I swear. I totally swear. That's exactly, exactly the, the point is that these, these podcasts, they change our lives. There's neuroscience research mm -hmm. on how, on how just audio and, and podcasting specifically, uh, how it affects us emotionally 
and so differently than every other medium. I have an article I keep sending people and I'll probably send it to you after we're done here. Oh, please do. I love things like that. Yeah. It's talking about it mostly from an advertising point of view because money makes the world go around, blah, blah, blah. But within that, it does it does dissect the the reactions that people have to podcasts and how deep those connections are. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when we feel that, oh my gosh, yes, reach out to the person and let them know because it's, it's not easy to put out a podcast. So it's nice to get that It is. In you're return. just talking in a room and then you kind of hope that people like it and understand what you're talking about and want to hear more about it and yeah it can be really nice to kind of reach out to people and it does it feels like a very different relationship from watching Mm -hmm. somebody on tv or in a movie like the number especially since the pandemic started the number of times where I've been like well I was talking to this person I was like I wasn't talking to that person I listened to them talk to their co-host I just think they're my friend and (laughs) it happens so often because you feel so close to these people that Mm -hmm. you you're talking it feels almost like you're in a conversation with yeah yeah. When I interview people that I listen to first, I it takes me a couple of minutes and I have to tell them, I'm really sorry, but I may f- miss a few social cues because I'm so used to just listening to you that I'm not realizing that I, I need to actually respond now because yeah. you're right here. It's not <laughs> so, intuitive to give yeah. that because normally we don't. And I won't even yeah. say that because sometimes I do talk back to people. I know. That's I been the great too. part about walking outside with masks on is if I make a face, no one knows what's going on under there. Although I do, I can't hide the laughter and I, yeah. I do verbally respond to, uh-huh. to things they're saying, not necessarily to them, but I'm just kind of like, like narrating as I'm listening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the main place that I walk right now is in a giant park with very few people. So I tend to have my mask off. So it's not that hidden for me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, once, but, uh, once we have some of our reservations lifted then I will uh, get to go back to people just wondering who is she talking to yeah I'm talking to nobody it's just me (laughs) but that's the advantage of these right is you've got a mic here so people might think hey you've got somebody on that on a phone or something and they are saying something amazing because she just keeps going what exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this is hilarious oh wow 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 okay so this is a really special episode because exactly tomorrow actually for me like five hours from now or so is podweb day it's the eighth of every month that's right and it it is tomorrow yes so i'm super excited to have you on here and i want to do the hashtag podweb day one more time because i feel like we're now warmed up and we can make the sounds so much more intense it's not the word i'm looking for but are you ready so on three one two three Pod Rev Day. <laughs> uh, Emma, is there anywhere that you want people to contact you if they if what you said about podcasts resonated with them and they want to follow the podcast that you're following? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Amramarfo. I am talking about podcasts on those platforms all the time. <laughs> and if you do decide to check out Pod Hero, I'm on there as well. And I recommend things, review them all the time, just nice. so people know you should absolutely listen to this. Fantastic. And I'm going to have an episode playlist in the show notes and in the video notes. But give me a few days, folks. So it'll be, be out by Monday. The newsletter with all of this stuff will be out by Monday. And until then, you can still watch the video, but it won't be as organized. Oh, I think that's it. So I hope to see everybody on the hashtag on May 8th or the 8th of any month, depending on when you're watching or listening to this. I think we're done. Have I missed anything? I think we did it. I think we did it. All right. Bye. <laughs> 
I'm clearly working on my outro. <laughs> <laughs>